Welcome back to Inside the Kentucky Derby. It's, you know, derby season here all the time at Churchill Downs and inside the Kentucky Derby would not be possible without our friends over at Woodford Reserve. With 200 flavor notes in every sip, Woodford Reserve is a spectacle for the senses. Please enjoy responsibly. And I say that intro, Darren, with a little bit of uh, laughter because we were just joking right now here in our studio, in our offices right now, is the person that the most famous music at the Kentucky Derby is associated with. And it's not really an intro song even though we were trying to hum it as we were, you know, describing what the intro song was. This is one of the most familiar faces at Churchill Downs. He's been with the Downs coming up on three decades. I think we got about 28 years. This will be his 28th Derby. The, the uncomparable Steve Buttleman. Hi, thanks for having me. This is fun. Track bugler. I mean, it's really incomparable. You're, you're, you know, you're trumpeting and your call to the post is really incomparable. Everyone, you know, the call to the post obviously has its own cadence at different, you know, musicians that are doing it. Right. But yours, I think, is incomparable with, with what goes on. Oh, well, thank you. It's associated with the Derby. It's very kind and um, it's quite an honor. Um it's amazing to play the call of the post on Derby Day because I really only get about three notes out before the crowd just kind of erupts. <laughs> yep, and um, it's amazing, um, and just to be get to be a part of it, uh, I'm very blessed. And just to get on this side of the track is nice. I'm usually over in the infield. So. <laughs> Steve, how 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 does one become the bugle or Churchill Downs? Take us back, and w- w- this was what year? 95 was 95 auditions auditions. So how, how, what, what caught your eye? How did you hear about it? Well, they posted uh, the auditions in my trumpet teacher's office. So there was eight of us that showed up um, on that Saturday morning and uh, we all did our call to the post. Um, They narrowed it down to two of us and uh, we kind of went back and forth playing the call to the post and went and deliberated and, I was lucky enough to be the guy they picked. Are you Are you a Louisville native? I'm from Iowa originally, mm-hmm. and then I came down to Louisville to study with the trumpet teacher down here and um, loved Louisville and ended up staying down here. Well, wow. Were you a horse racing fan at all? Did you, had, you, had you ever been to a racetrack before you auditioned at <laughs> Churchill Downs? No, I had not. <laughs> no. Um, now we, I did play, uh, was part of the, the group that played for the opening of the Derby Museum. Yeah. Um, we had trumpets in every little alcove and we played some fanfares, um, at the beginning or at the opening of the Derby Museum. So not only are you, you know, the, 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 the sound of the Derby, right? Travis Stone, he's the official voice of the Derby. You're, you're the official bugler you're the sound of the Derby every year. But you are such a great ambassador for Churchill Downs. How many different public appearances do you think you make around the community on an annual basis? Oh, probably close to 100, I would say, with different uh, sporting events, uh, wedding receptions, uh, events with the sports commission, uh, with the convention bureau. yeah, I mean, I, I get out quite a bit, and I do a lot of, of quite a variety of different things too. 
Have you have you ever tallied how many times you think you've blown the call to the post? <laughs> you know, I've wanted to do that. I'm going to do the math. Yeah. I mean. I can do the math for you. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll it's, do it in a second. It, I just, it's going to be, that's, that's a large number. So 28 years. Coming up on 28, right? Yeah. Right. So 20 right. times, you know, you have about 700 races a year annually at Churchill Downs. Okay. Now that's also including the September meet. But if I just yeah. do 700 times 27, that's 18,900 calls to the post. Wow. And you're also the bugler at Keeneland. Yes, sir. So I'm going to go <laughs> yeah. north of 20,000. Wow. I've always wanted to figure out how many people I've played for, too, over oh. all 28 years. Oh, my gosh. Well, you get um, 16 million every year on NBC. Wow. Tell us about um, one of my favorite things. So be, what goes on? between races behind the scenes in the pagoda how do you pass the time well that's a good question everybody asks that um and i do a, a lot of different things but what i've kind of settled on um is making jewelry uh wow. earrings necklaces bracelets um it started out just that i couldn't find anything that i wanted to wear um, so I started making some bracelets that I liked and then uh, made some earrings for my daughter. And then she's like, oh, you should make these match with some necklaces. And now I have just a lot of jewelry. <laughs> How many kids do you have? Uh, two. Two kids. Yeah. You're also heavily involved with the Boy Scouts. Yes. Uh, I was a scoutmaster for several years. Yep. Um, I helped with the Cub Scout Pack at Pack 4 for a little while. Um I've kind of passed that torch on a little bit, but, um, well, I know you were heavily involved cause you, you used to help us out with the yeah. cleanup yeah. Uh, every year at Derby with the volunteer groups. You know, people always wonder how does Churchill Downs, you know, get ready. They host a hundred thousand people on Oaks day and Oh, by the way, you know, you're stumbling out of here around six thirty, seven o'clock at night, the gates are going to open up at eight o'clock the next morning. How does that get turned around? The team here employs about 500 volunteer groups where Churchill Downs makes donations. So it could be, you know, Boy Scout troops. It could be athletic baseball teams or football or basketball teams in mm -hmm. the local high schools to help uh, with that cleanup. And uh, that's how it gets done. And I know you, 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 you did that by day, blowing the call to the post. And then yeah. you'd, st what's the latest you left here at Churchill on Oaks night? Do you think? Uh, probably 12, 12 or 1230 on Oaks night and probably one o'clock on Derby night. Wow. <laughs> that's, it's a long weekend. Yeah. It, it was fun though, especially after Oaks and after Derby, just, um, being here, you know, without the fans and kind of seeing the, Oh, I don't know what the, the carnage. <laughs> okay. It is. It's the carnage. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. When you, the, the carnage without the people. And how about that carnage, Steve? I know what you're talking about. How about the carnage post rainfall? Oh my goodness. Uh, it's a miracle that it gets cleaned up overnight and uh, that the, the volunteers do a, a great job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's pretty amazing the you know the scene to you know from Oaks with all the pink out and everything going on and then completely flipped over for Saturday wouldn't be possible without you know you and your your Cub Scout 
pack and your boy scout pack to come in here and help us clean it up so well we Steve, appreciate the opportunity to yeah absolutely hey take us back inside that pagoda okay so one of my favorite things that i happen to know tell everybody what's the etched phrasing that you have engraved on the door right <laughs> before you walk out and you know you you take those steps, the door opens, here comes Steve to blow the call to the post for every race. It says what? Uh, it says, be present, uh, keep it close, and remember to breathe. Oh, no, no, that's not the one. I'm oh, I, I, I did know which one. one. What's the, the other one? Turn the mic on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's your most embarrassing <laughs> moment, right? When you when you blow the call to the post 20,000 times, Mistakes are bound to happen. Yeah. Um, what? Tell some funny mishaps that could happen along the way. Well, the the biggest or was, funny to us, I guess, was not turning the mic on. Yeah. It was ABC's last season, ninety nine, and uh, there was a two thousand. It would have uh, been. Yep. Guy in the pagoda that said he would turn the amp up for me, um, and so I thought, okay, and I went out and I started the call to the post. It was on live TV, and I realized that our in-house feed wasn't on. And I thought, Oh, my first responsibility is to our fans. And without the call, they're not going to erupt and blah, blah, blah. So I turned around on live TV, (laughs) marched in, turned the sound up and then went back out and played it again. And I thought, Oh man, I'm going to get in so much trouble. (laughs) But I mean, what else could I do? I mean, <laughs> you got, you it, got. It, it happens. Yeah. I think that's the best scenario to happen, right? Because it's, <laughs> it's the crowd eruptor that, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, you mentioned the three notes of the yeah. call to the post, you know, with the crowd of 150 plus thousand on Derby day. I mean, they just erupt after that call to the post. Yeah. How, what's the feeling like when you're, you know, having the sound wall hit you playing that call to the post, how difficult is it to play? Actually, I guess it's almost a sense of relief that it's finally here. Mm-hmm. Um, usually an hour before the race, everything starts happening. They bring the garland over, the trophies over, and all the VIPs come over. And uh, that little pagoda gets pretty packed. So mm-hmm. I generally take a walk down the turf track. And when I get to the top of the stretch, I turn back. And I, it's just wonderful to see the twin spires and everybody's dressed up, having a great time. And I just think, oh, my God, what did I do to deserve this? And I just say, God, please help me not screw up. Yeah. And then for me, that seems to take care of the nerves. And then I really focus on my job, which is to play the call to the post the best that I can. And part of that's just remembering to do it the way you know how to do it. Yeah. Um, don't overblow. Don't get too excited. Um, and have a great stage manager. Uh, Mike is fantastic. Uh, he'll hey, give me a BC? countdown. Yes. Yep. He'll give me like two minutes out, 30 seconds, 10. Um, and that helps tremendously. Uh, cause then you don't get caught off guard. You go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. now you've, you've also, have, have you made some connections with the patrons that are renting out the turf suites? nearby oh. <laughs> like, because I, I know <laughs> I know I've been out there a few years well all of a sudden I'll start hearing this chant in the background Steve Steve <laughs> yes. Steve yeah and that persists to this day <laughs> um yeah the the 
suite right next to the pagoda one year. Uh, they kept clapping. And uh, so once there was more time in between races, I thought, well, I need to go over and thank them because they really made this Derby Day and Oaks Day really fun. And so in the process, they found out my name. Um, and so then from then on, every time I went out to play, they would chant, Steve, Steve, Steve. And that was, we had a new governor that year. And um, I got in, I was introduced to him and he goes, oh, thank God. I was wondering who Steve was. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Oh. That's awesome. What's your favorite moment? You know, obviously blowing the call to the post is near and dear. I would imagine that's your favorite moment. But outside of that, what's your favorite moment around Derby? Mm. I love the kindergarten Derby at collegiate is always just heartwarming. So, well, tell us about it. What is uh, it? Well, the kindergartners have a stick horse race and the whole school attends. Um, and the winner from last year's race gets to be the outrider. Got it. <laughs> leads them around. <laughs> yeah. Leads them around the the field. And then the Derby princesses are there and uh, they sing and play my old Kentucky home on and, um, uh, Run for the rose, um, yeah. Run for the roses. Yeah, from uh, Fogelberg. Fogelberg. Yes, thank you. Yeah, uh, on, re- on recorder. Uh-huh. And, oh. Uh huh. And that's awesome. And then they run several. Wait, heats. wait. Run for the roses on the recorder. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I can only imagine the sounds. And uh, <laughs> you know, you have kids that are seniors who've been have actually run in the Derby. Wow. And the funny thing is, a lot of times. The three horses that win, because they all name their horses after a horse in the race, will actually be the horses that win the Derby. Wow. Wow. I need, could, I'd have to go back and check. Uh, well, we need to know this year. You're yeah. going to have to give us a heads up and so we can gamble on it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what other, uh, I would imagine, being musically inclined, you probably play other instruments besides the bugle. What, what instruments do you play? What is, what is your favorite? Uh, they're all sort of. Oh, oh, hold on! I think we turned that off. There we go. They're all sort of trumpet related. Like I have a little piccolo trumpet that mm-hmm. I'll play at weddings. Um, I have a flugelhorn. Um, other trumpets. I actually have a, a coach horn from the late eighteen hundreds that I get to play, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a hunting horn that's fun to play, and at the horse shows that I play at, uh, I play at one in in July and one in August, um, I'll use all the different trumpets, uh, and bugles to play different calls. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. What about, uh, I know for the national anthem each year for the Oaks and the Derby, the people performing the national anthem, that's their staging areas, the pagoda. Has there been anyone that you've been really starstruck by that have come out to see you before they, they sung? Um, I try to just stay, out of the way. Yeah. Um, but there have been many that are very friendly, um, and approachable. Uh, Josh Groban was great. Um, Martina McBride was fantastic. Um, and I mean, they've all been great. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorites, Mary J. Blige. Hers was awesome. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's interesting to see that the professionals, you know, they're as emotional as 
uh, and nervous sometimes as anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's interesting just because you don't think of people at that level uh, getting nervous, but they're just, they're nor- normal human beings. Who, who was it? Was it Lady A that played the national anthem and it was pouring down rain? Oh, yeah. And they yeah. just, they, they took it. They took, you know, it, right they took stride. it in yeah. stride. Oh, it was, and Lincoln Bridge did too. One yeah. Year. Yeah. Uh, and I've got that on video of them coming back in the pagoda and they were so pumped. They were high fiving and <laughs> that's great. They just thought it was so cool. Well, sure. And uh, to be a part of that was really fun to get to watch that. All right. What's, what's on, you drove in here today. What's on Steve Bottleman's playlist? Oh, um, who, who's your favorite artist? Oh, the Eagles. Okay. Um, Anything, you know, from the 70s, 70s, 80s, rocks. 80s, um, and then trumpet-wise, Wynton Marcellus, uh, Maurice Andre. Um, of course, most people out there wouldn't probably know those names. But Wynton Marcellus? Come well, on. yeah. Yeah. He's but great. Maurice, maybe not. You like the Dirty Dozen Brass Band? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. They're from New Orleans. You cool. need to check them out. I will. You need yeah. to check them out. Sounds cool. Gosh, Steve Bottleman's playlist. That's yeah, well, yeah. The, the 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 favorite song of all time. Oh wow! Call to the post. Yeah, <laughs> call to the post. I hear it in my sleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I had to think about that. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, putting you on the spot. You know. What about uh, my old Kentucky home? When you play that each year, it's you know. It, you know, we're going to ask you to play that for us. <laughs> it brings a tear to my eye every year, and you, you know, I always say that you make me cry every year when you when you play. Do you get emotional at all playing that? I know you play it at different events, but between Derby Day and funerals and things like that, how do you I, keep your emotions in check for that song? Um, I do get emotional when when they play and we sing "My Old Kentucky Home." Um, I just try not to take this experience for granted. Um, I feel like it's a blessing to get to do this and. And being here in Kentucky, especially and at the Kentucky Derby, um, it just uh, is very emotional. Um, mm-hmm. And I just I'm not very good at hiding it. So, um, but when I have to play it, I'd really just kind of focus on trying to just blow through the trumpet correctly and um, not get caught up in the emotion. But when I got to play it during the COVID year. That was pretty cool. That had to be strange. It was. And I found out that I was more nervous without people in the stands than with 170,000 people in the stands. You don't get the instant reaction. Right. Right. Oh, boy. Would you mind? I have a special request. Okay. Not only my old Kentucky home, but there's nothing more beautiful than your rendition of that song in a somber moment. Um, you, you played it at our dear friend, John Asher's remembrance here at the track. Um, you've done it a number of times. Would you mind playing it for us? No, not at all. Okay. While he gets set up, KK, why don't you move that over there? We're, so we're he can Jimmy rig this audio a little bit. Yeah. So he, yeah. so he can play into it. Maybe swing his around. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we'll do. And this is the great Steve Bottleman with, his uh, version of my old Kentucky home.
absolutely beautiful. That was awesome. That was great. That was so cool. That's great. And then, now, hold on. Don't get, don't get too comfortable. Hold on. I need to call the post. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's now we're it. ready to roll, right? The horses are on the track. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Kentucky Derby. Perfect. Love That's it. That's awesome. Steve, this was uh, an absolute pleasure. Um, always love visiting with you. And uh, Well, thank you. Good Thanks to see you on the me. front side. You yeah, know, I usually get to see you, what, twice a year maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Come over there at the Derby for the Derby Winter Circle presentation, yeah. and then we run into each other every now and again. But it's kind of lonely over there in the Pagoda. It can be, yeah. <laughs> Definitely you, not on Oaks and Derby Day. Yeah. You make lots of friends. That have you ever photo bombed the Derby Winter Circle photo? No, I haven't. Yeah, but I have had people coming where they think they want to be in the thing. Ask if they could carry my case so that they could get into the. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. Thank you, but I'll carry my own case. Um, but yeah, oh, that's the the moment. When people start flooding over into the winter circle is a moment in itself. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Tell me about it. Everybody who ever knew that person <laughs> or a well, relationship. Well, you know, every person. owner and trainer, they get 20 winter circle passes. Wow. So and there should only be 20 in there, right? I didn't uh-huh. know that. That's funny because like 100, well, more than that, 200 people try to come well, over. Well, my cousin, he shooed this horse. And, and he lived next he to him. He raised him when he was a baby. And <laughs> yeah. Lived, my next and door he neighbor. delivered my paper. But, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. But that's so the derby, they, though. It is the yeah. derby. We realize that. They talk right. their way in, and, you know, usually it's a celebratory moment. So sure. it's it's a uh, controlled chaos. In that <laughs> that's a good circle. way to, to uh, sum it up. Well, Steve, we'll let you go. We really appreciate you joining us, and... Uh, Thanks again. Good luck on the lead up to this year's Derby. Well, thank you. Don't enjoy the eight, five, nine too much. You got to come back here for (laughs) the first Saturday in May. And I know it's a, you know, fun little bit before uh, Churchill starts, but we're really looking forward to having you starting on Derby week. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. All right. That's Steve Buttleman. And we'll be back with more inside the Kentucky Derby. If you enjoyed this episode of inside the Kentucky Derby, we would certainly appreciate if you would be able to give us a five-star review for our four-star performance, as we like to say here at Inside the Kentucky Derby. You can rate and also subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, so that way you can automatically get the latest episodes download right to your phone. We would certainly appreciate that. And if you can't make it to this year's Kentucky Derby 149, you can win the ultimate Kentucky Derby party at home. Be sure to enter at KentuckyDerby.com slash Derby at home. You'll get a menu for 20 created by celebrity chef Damaris Phillips. Also the official Derby merchandise and decor at twinspires.com racing voucher for all of your guests, or maybe just you to enjoy on your twin spires account. Also some vineyard vines, outfits and designer headwear. Be sure to enter for that at KentuckyDerby.com slash Derby at home. And of course, if you're having a Derby party at home, you can get the official program delivered right to your doorstep for your Derby party. All that information is online at KentuckyDerby.com. Thanks again for listening to Inside the Kentucky Derby. We hope you enjoyed us taking you around Churchill Downs a little bit for some of the players that put on the show for this year's Kentucky Derby 149. 
We'll be back next time and hopefully give you some more information and some fun on the lead up to this year's Kentucky Derby on the first Saturday in May. See you next time.